0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. With me, Dylan Hetty, this is the number one SaaS marketing podcast that you will find anywhere online. And this week we were joined by Prashant Mohan, who is the CMO at a company called ShareSite, which is an award-winning online investment portfolio tracking software used by over 150,000 investors and this week on the show we talked about exactly what Prashant and his team have done to increase their free trial to paying customer conversion rate by over three percent just by changing and experimenting with the length of that trial. Now this is a it may sound like a small number three percent but three percent of their revenue over the year is pretty significant and Prashant shared with us a number of tips for what they've done what they've experimented with and what's worked well for them from their trial length perspective. So that's today's show. I know for a fact you are really, really going to enjoy this one. I'm just gonna roll a quick message from our two sponsors. Please listen to that as it will be extremely valuable for all of you and then we will jump into today's episode. And I also wanna say, if you are enjoying the SaaS marketing show, go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this. It means that more people get to hear these incredible episodes. So a big thank you. Now let's hear from our sponsors. Now before we get into today's show, let's quickly talk about our two amazing sponsors for the SaaS Marketing Show. Now please don't skip this because these two tools could be extremely valuable for all of you SaaS marketers who are listening to this show today. And our first sponsor is Restream. So Restream allows you to broadcast live engaging video directly from your browser to 30 plus social networks at the same time. They power over 8 million live streams every single month and are trusted by companies like Cisco, IBM and Microsoft. And more importantly, I love Restream and I'm using it pretty much every single day to power my live streams. They have a great free plan that you can test out. And if you sign up using our special link, you'll receive a $10 credit on your account. So that link is reestree.am forward slash Dylan. Once again, that's reestree.am forward slash Dylan. And now our latest sponsor to start supporting the SaaS marketing show is Document 360, the knowledge-based software that scales with your SaaS. If you're not already building out a self-service knowledge base for your SaaS product, then I really recommend this is something that you take a look at. Not only will it help your customers have a better experience with your product, but a self-service knowledge base can also reduce your support requests by up to 50%, as you'll be giving your users all the information that they need to solve their own problems. I know this product and the team at Document360 extremely well, as my agency, Hey Digital, supported them by running their paid advertising campaigns for well over a year, So if you don't already have a knowledge base for your SaaS, head over to document360.io and claim your free 14-day trial today. Once again, I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors. They enable us to make shows like this happen, to bring you these high-quality interviews with the leading marketers from the leading SaaS companies around the world. So a big thank you to them. A big thank you to you for listening to this. And go ahead and check out their sites if either of those tools sound interesting to you. Now, let's get into today's show. This week, I'm joined by Prashant Mohan, who is the CMO at a company called ShareSight. So ShareSight is an award-winning online investment portfolio tracking software used by over 150,000 investors and finance professionals in 100 plus countries. Prashant, I'm excited to have you here. Welcome to today's show.
1: Thanks so much, Dylan. I'm excited as well. And thank you for having me on your show.
0: no worries i'm really looking forward to it so today we're going to be talking specifically about what you and the team have done some of the experiments that you've run over the last uh, year or so that have helped increase your free trial to paying customer conversion rate uh, a little over three percent i believe it was so before we get into some of those specific tactics and talking about what kind of impact that's had on bottom line for the business and, and what you've implemented it'd be really great if you could share with everyone listening a little bit of an overview into ShareSite and, and where you guys are at. So, As I mentioned, a an online investment portfolio tracking SaaS used by over 150,000 investors. Maybe you could give someone listening to this a top level insight as to like size of the business, what your marketing team looks like, etc. I think that'd be a really great place to start. Sure.
1: Yeah. Thanks for the question, Dylan. And before we get into what ShareSite does, I'll start with a little bit of the backstory of the founding one. We were actually started by a father and son duo in Wellington in New Zealand. And as anyone who invests in the stock market would realize that keeping track of your investments is really hard. Like you've got a bunch of stocks sitting somewhere. You've probably got some mutual funds. You've got some nowadays cryptocurrencies, and they're all lying all over the place. And the the father, Tony Ryburn, actually had this massive spreadsheet into which he would make manual entries of every dividend that came by. And and the son, Scott, was actually the the, the techie guy, and he's still our CTO. And he came up with a solution saying, hey, um, maybe we could build something around this. And, And that's how ShareSight was born in Wellington. So fast forward, why do we need, why does an investor need share side? It's I'd like to call it in a simple way as like a Fitbit for your investing. So it collates all information relating to your finances, especially investing stocks and foreign currency, cryptocurrency, all of it, and gives you a really good rational understanding of how your investments are tracking all on a common uh, denominator and in terms of our teams we are split across New Zealand and Australia primarily all our tech team is actually based in Wellington in New Zealand and a lot of us on the commercial side which is basically marketing partnership and our CEO are all in uh, Sydney and we are a B2C SaaS company And so it's pretty new in the area of fintech, which is where we play. So traditionally, the more traditional finance companies are in the wealth management space who would be guided by financial advisors. And they have these complex products, which are usually only for institutional investors. We are trying to bring that to uh, the everyday investor so that everyone gets a 360 degree understanding of their portfolio, how they're tracking towards their financial goals, and most importantly, understand all performances on a common denominator basis. And being a B2C SaaS company, we have the tech and product teams, and we have marketing primarily, we don't have any sales which is, again, uh, a pretty unique, unique side. Really, we do have customer support, of course, and partnerships more to grow the B2B side of things.
0: Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing a good overview. I think that's really interesting for everyone listening. So I said in the intro that ShareSite is used by over 150,000 investors and finance professionals. I know that you have multiple tiers of pricing. There's a free plan. There's multiple different entry points. I'm not sure if you guys can share like exact revenue numbers, but could you give like an insight as to maybe roughly how many of those people are paying customers or some recent landmarks that you passed or something like that so that everyone listening knows that um, you guys definitely aren't at like the super early stages. It's good to be making sure that everyone coming on the show sharing advice is coming from a spot where what they're sharing has proven to have a significant uplift on revenue and, and growth for the business.
1: Yeah, sure thing. So firstly, I think we, we've been uh, we past the early stage. We've, we've proven the model and reasonably successfully. In, in terms of uh, our kind of plans, we, we have we are a combination of freemium and uh, free trial, so, which is, again, a pretty unique combination. So usually SaaS companies pick one way or the other. But again, the, free, the freemium part of it, which is you're able to track up to 10 holdings free for life, is actually an acquisition play for us, which means that most people, when they start out young in, in investing... They have less number of holdings, but as the number of holdings gets larger, then we we step it up on a little value ladder and then present various plans to them. Uh, So we have three plans uh, in terms of starter, investor, and expert. Uh, Obviously, expert is the gold standard of uh, all the reports and the number of portfolios, as well as the number of holdings that you get. So there is a, a nice step up value ladder. And... Look at the average annual pricing for for this sort of thing. We take the middle one, which is the investor plan that comes to about 216 US dollars uh, or about 275 Aussie dollars and various combinations of those uh, across multiple currencies in the world. Approximately about 10% of our our total base are paying uh, subscribers. And uh, yeah, the other kind of unique story of our our company is actually some of the funding that we've got we went for a kind of funding in 2015 and that was pretty unique in the sense we went to our customer base and did an equity crowdfunding through our customer base now obviously back then the laws didn't allow to take money from anyone so they had to prove that they were a sophisticated investor but which was, again, unique in the sense that our customer base and our investor base are exactly the same. And we did another round of funding, uh, again, through the same mechanism that we're going to announce uh, shortly.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I know that you and I were talking about this a little bit in our kind of prep for the for the interview over the last few days. And it's interesting because I haven't heard of too many other like software companies take that take that approach yeah that that is really interesting good to hear that went well for you guys recently especially given the current situation like in the world too I, is, I really admire people who are raising any kind of funds right now we have a couple of clients of ours who are just like closed deals during all this time and i say god if, if, if raising funds is stressful anyway raising them right now must have been the craziest experience for for everyone but let's let's get to today's core topic then so we're going to be talking about some changes, tests, experiments that you guys ran to improve your trial to paying customer conversion rate by a little over 3%. Now, one thing I want to touch on before we get into that also is you mentioned towards the start of this interview, how one interesting thing about you guys is that you have the freemium model, like you have the free for life plan, but you also have a, um, a free trial route as well. So when we're looking at these numbers and these tests and these experiments, was this purely focused on getting people. Um, into a trial for one of the paid plans or was this focusing on converting people from the freemium to one of the paid plans or was it like a combo of both i'm interested to find that out before we dive into the tactics and the experiments that you guys ran
1: yeah no great question dylan so this is about the ones that that were coming into the free trial for one of the paid plans and so just again a bit of background the number of features and reports within the paid plan have a free trial period so that's what we're talking about and and to give a background on that before the before story was we we had a 30 day uh, free trial period after you've already been a free for life user and it presented some challenges in terms of planning marketing and also realizing cash one of the good things about saas is like you get the cash way before revenue Mm-hmm. which I know when I tell some of my uh, other friends in other industries there, they say, oh, wow, that's really good. So cash flow usually precedes revenue, So, which is, which is why we all love SaaS. And if you have a 30-day free trial period, by the time you plan your marketing, you execute a campaign, and by the time revenue actually starts hitting from those From those campaigns, it's already about 30 days past or in a lot of cases, even 45 days later. So that was a problem to me as a marketer. And we had this soul-searching question on whether freemium and free trial need need to exist at the same time. And we had a really good robust discussion and we said, no, freemium is actually an acquisition strategy. So let's keep, that's not going away anywhere. But within the free trial, let's design an experiment Uh, to try out different uh, trial periods. Now the hypothesis here was actually uh, to nudge users who were starting this free trial to actually try out these features. And again, this is complete hypothesis we came up with was that by the time a user tries out these new features in the early days of these features and reports, there's a huge wow factor. Now, if you wait for them to try it out for 30 days, A, people are gonna postpone trying this out. B, even if they've tried out early, they forget the wow factor how they felt the first time they see this particular report or feature. So I said, okay, that's too late. So let's design a a nice experiment. And so we sat down with our product team and basically designed three plan tracks as we call it in our uh, parlance. So we gave a 30-day free trial, a 14-day free trial, and a seven-day free trial. Uh, Now to get sufficient sample size and and decide which one was the winner, and obviously you can imagine the complications with regards to communication. So you send one cohort of people, hey, your free trial is gonna expire in 30 days. So we had to do a lot of adjustments in even the free trial onboarding flow with regards to these different plan tracks. But what was fascinating through this, through this experiment was, and and again, like to share some, some results, our free trial to payer conversion was already about 78%. And
0: that's, um, that's really high. Are you collecting payment information when they start the trial? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you do. We do. Yeah, still pretty, they're still, pretty, yeah. They're
0: still pretty high numbers though. Sorry for interrupting you. I just said yeah. things like that. I'm like, oh, that's super interesting to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So again, like we 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 thought, okay, 78% is, is still pretty good. But is there, uh, so it, it wasn't as much about increasing the percentage of free trial success as much as it was to bring forward the cash flow. Got it. And so we said, okay, our kind of measure of success was it should not, go below existing baseline that was okay if we don't go below 78 percent and we're getting cash much earlier let's do that mm-hmm. and so we we started out this experiment a month in two months in. it was it was really fascinating our um, analysts actually set up this beautiful dashboard and you could like refresh and see which one's winning and we had uh, a, a nice little gamification within the company and A lot of people said, okay, of course, this 30-day one is in. Where does it say that if you reduce the time, you give something for free, it's going to actually increase, right? So most people bet on the 30-day free trial being the winner. And to our surprise, and that's the beauty of tests, right? You come at it from a pure data perspective. Early on, we saw that, okay, this is going to take uh, quite some time to settle down. So we actually then saw that the 30-day and the 7-day were both leading. The 14-day one was, was starting to drop in terms of success rate. Now, multiple reasons why, like I mentioned, that initial wow factor. And in 14 days, maybe it's not long enough to try everything in the 30-day period. It's a different mindset shift versus the war wow factor is, is already gone. So then we took out the 14-day test and then, okay, we put the two horse race and said, okay, let's do the seven-day and 13-day, 30-day. And when we did that, again, like we saw this really beautiful improvement to actually 82%, so a good 4% increase to, towards a successful free trial. So eventually the, the seven-day trial won and, and that's our standard offering right now.
0: Amazing. Let me ask you a couple of questions off the back of that I'm interested in. So a couple of things that you mentioned that I think are super important to anyone watching this, listening to this when they're thinking about their kind of trial to paying customer conversion rate also, is one thing that I'm always talking about too, is identifying, and I'm interested to ask you about this, but identifying the, I guess, the like sticky points. So the actions that someone will take within your software, within your product that you know, are going to lead to a higher chance of them utilizing the product in the long term, a higher chance of them converting, trying to identify those points and doubling down on those to make sure that they get the best possible, whether it's introduction to them, onboarding to make sure they're using them properly, even setting them up for them. I think this is one thing that's that's really important and that kind of ties into what you mentioned at the beginning where you were saying that you feel like one of the reasons the seven-day trial performed better than the 30-day trial is because that there's that instant wow factor when they come in and use your product. And if you leave it 30 days after that wow, it's like a long time to almost forget about that experience that you've had. So I'm interested in the back end of what you guys are running and, and managing. Are you having triggered, whether it's triggered emails or follow-ups going out based on Um, if they achieve certain things within the platform, then you're encouraging them to, like how are you encouraging them is the question to make that move from the trial to the paid plan. Because I would guess that you can probably convert some of them from the trial plan to the paid plan before the trial is even finished if you're clever about the way that you approach that. And that's something that I don't see many people doing. So I'm interested if if you guys have tested that kind of stuff too.
1: Yeah, again, like uh, that's a really good point. Actually, we haven't tested that. Uh, a lot of our onboarding uh, front uh, it is hap- happens on the front end of it, which is actually from the free plan to a free trial. Uh, that's where we've done lots of tests and not just we we have this kind of plotting people to actually get their holdings in. So the first step is you you get an empty account, and then you need to start putting your the stocks you own, as an example, or like an FX you own, uh, foreign currency that you own in. And then that uh, starts to kick in. You actually start educating yourself on the value that you're getting out of this software. Uh, and and the alternatives are basically either complete ignorance or if you know that you have a problem, you would be doing this on a spreadsheet. So you're actually saving loads of time in not having to do that. And and there's a certain level of automation that's, that's involved. But uh, a really good point in terms of nudging people to actually bring forward that bring forward some of those triggers. We have done it in, in more recent times, but that's usually triggered by some sort of a deadline. Um, so uh, but lots more to experiment on that front
0: yeah that's actually an interesting like there's an interesting point for us and some of our clients that we work with too that i want to ask them is because naturally we always have these either 14 day seven day or 30 day trials and we we wait for the customer to reach the end of that trial and then make their decision but i am fascinated with there's so many platforms and tools that people are using where we'll provide them value within those seven days and we'll know there'll be a certain inflection point and it, i wonder why more people don't experiment with trying to get them onto a pay plan at that point i guess it's like you maybe don't have as much leverage. You need to be like, you need to show them why they would upgrade now rather than still get a few more free days. That's probably one of the areas. But that, that's something that's interesting to me. Because for example, if, um, if someone imports all of their investments and their trades into your platform, that's the first, by the sound of things, that's the first big like box ticked, right? Once they've done that, that's a really useful step. And then I'm sure there's probably one or two other triggers or actions within the software that once they've set that up, they're clearly, clearly gonna see the value. I wonder what would happen if you had some kind of automation to follow up with them once they've hit those triggers to say, "Hey, look, like this is how much we've helped you already. This is the benefit of upgrading to a, to a, a paid plan or something." I'd be interested to see like a small experiment like that. Aside from the varying length of trial—seven, fourteen, thirty days—I know it sounds like that was an experiment that was run together at the same time, so there probably wasn't too many or if any variables between them. But how was that was there anything that you noticed significantly different or that you either have introduced since that original test that's working really well at continuing to either improve those rates or provide provide better, as you mentioned, obviously cash flow coming through the business. Are there any other things that you've experimented with recently with regards to the the trial and the sign up flow that you
1: think would be useful
0: for people listening to
1: this? Yeah, that's again a great question. And yeah, the other thing that we experimented with was actually the pricing, and that's a more recent test. And and again, we had monthly plans and annual plans, and obviously, as a SaaS business, we want annual plans, and we want churn to be low, and obviously, there's much lower chance of churn, and and also you're far more committed. And the third part is that cash you're getting uh, cash upfront for twelve months when revenues going to be recognized over the 12 month period so all really important things now we had uh, the baseline monthly pricing and baseline annual pricing we had if you upgraded to an annual plan it was 11 times the monthly price and again we had this hypothesis that's not enough incentive to actually upgrade to an annual plan and again in spite of that again we had a fantastic baseline ratio of 77 to 23 in favor of annual to monthly Interesting. Okay. so again like people were again that that was not it's pretty pretty good bench like pretty good by any benchmark that you see out there but then as we were expanding to these newer markets so we were, we were expanding geographically adding more markets and trying to acquire customers in newer markets it's completely understandable understandable that in newer markets people would prefer to try the monthly plans because they're not sure, sure about who we are, don't fully understand the value of the product yet, there's not sufficient mass of people, of users. So we came up with this other experiment saying, why can't we make the the discount on an annual plan much better than it is right now? So 8.33% is, is not much of a discount. And, and so we went really sharp and we had to do some, a uh, little Excel magic there to come up with had to be. So we finally landed with a uh, nine times monthly price without dropping the annual price. So we basically had to increase the monthly price so on average. We increased monthly prices by about 25% uh, so that the annual plan would get a 25% discount over over paying 12 monthly uh, invoices.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: And again, uh, really happy to know that also worked in 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 favor so again the success criteria was there was not below not below the current baseline so we didn't want to adversely impact what was going to happen to conversions and also conversion to to yearly plans and as we made the incentive to to upgrade to annual plans better we got some really good success in some of our newer markets to convert more people to annual plans as well. That also worked out in our favor.
0: Yeah, I think that's also a really interesting approach in terms of instead of just discounting like slashing the price of the monthly plan for an annual discount instead increasing the pricing for the monthly plan to then make the discount feel larger for the annual plan. I think that's also a smart move. Did you people that were currently on monthly plans on the original monthly pricing, did you like grandfather them and keep them on the same pricing and then offer an incentive to upgrade to annual? Is that how you guys set things up?
1: So, (laughs) We we did so we we kept them on the on their old plans because by the time we came to the success of this uh, particular experiment, COVID hit and it would be uh, inhuman to <laughs> yeah you didn't want to raise be- prices <laughs> yeah. at this time yeah. Yeah. so yeah we are just holding them on their original prices for now but all new payers are, are are on the newer plans.
0: I think that's a really interesting experiment for people listening to this to to think about because people. People always want those annual plans, right? Because of the cash flow that you mentioned earlier on. But sometimes people struggle to think, oh, why would I discount my pricing so heavily? But taking the approach that you took, it doesn't really make it, like it makes it feel like a discount to the end user. But to you guys, it's not a, it's not a significant loss. It's actually beneficial. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting approach. Okay, I think we'll start to wrap things up here because you've shared some extremely useful insights. And I think the the one or one significant learning point for me from this episode too is that this will give people a number of different ideas and approaches that they can experiment with when it comes to their conversion from free user to paying customer, trial user to paying customer, but also when making switches to try and incentivize annual plans. And I know that's something that's on the top of mind for so many people that that listen to this show. So thank you for coming on and, and sharing that. Before we wrap up, I just want to ask you two two fairly quick, not super quick fire, but two fairly quick questions. So the first one is, what's one thing that you guys are finding like ch- most challenging as a marketing team right now, what's something where you're putting a lot of your attention and, and focus on at the moment?
1: Yeah, uh, great question again Dylan. Uh, so we are we are based in Australia and New Zealand, but our customers are anywhere, so we actually have about 100 different countries where we have paying customers now, and what that means is we don't have local knowledge of this industry of investing terms and in, even though it's English uh, across the globe, but there are certain nuances that are called different things and so on. So definitely international expansion is something that we spend a lot of time on. As simple as uh, setting up even an AdWords campaign, should it be a campaign or should it be an ad group? And should we allocate budget by country or should we allocate budget based on demand? So lots of challenges on the international expansion. We're having some really good success in a lot of markets. So definitely in North American markets, uh, US, Canada, and as well as in the UK. So primarily the English-speaking markets, as well as these uh, like financial hubs like Singapore, Hong Kong, and, and uh, so early success in these places. But also all across Europe, we definitely can't have people on on the ground everywhere. Mm. One of the channels that actually that we set up in, in Australia and New Zealand over a year and a bit ago, that's, that's starting to really ramp up well is, is the affiliate channel. And yeah, we, in, in our terms, an affiliate is really an influencer, but also gets paid only on success. So, so we are after financial bloggers, people who blog about investments, who talk about investing and, and uh, the, the, the common topics. So we've had some really good success locally here the challenge is how do we find such people uh, more of uh, these people right <laughs> more of these people globally yeah. uh, and again one of the one of the conditions under which we let an affiliate in is they need to be a user of our product already um, that's actually so,
0: really, yeah that's a really interesting point because i was going to ask what's one thing that's working well for you guys but i think that's that covered and i i would recommend for the affiliate marketing side of things too. I know that you listened to the episode we did recently with the guy from ClickFunnels with uh, they're talking about their affiliate program. We also did an episode all about affiliates at the very kind of beginning. I think it was maybe the fourth or fifth episode of the podcast with a company called Bonjuro, because they see very good success from their affiliate marketing program too. So anyone like listening to this if they want to learn more about affiliate marketing i would recommend going and checking out those previous episodes i think we'll wrap things up there but thank you thank you so much for uh, for coming on today prashant i really appreciate you sharing kind of some things that are working really well for the team at share site it's been really good to to meet you and get to know you so thank you and yeah thanks for sharing some really valuable advice with everybody today
1: likewise thanks a lot dylan really enjoyed it